0: Hello and welcome to Nothing Concrete, the Barbican podcast. I'm Benesh Maid and we return for another archive edition, this time on the subject of cinema. Back in 2017, we got to spend time in the company of writer and director Rungano Nioni, where she talked in detail about her debut film, I Am Not a Witch. It's a life or death accusation, which can be based
1: on as little as like someone has a dream about you, wow. and it's a bad dream, and they dream you're chasing them, and then they wake up and you're like, you must be a witch, why are you in my dream.
0: In this film, Neoni has created an impressive drama which tells the tale of superstition in a small Zambian community. We follow the young girl Shula, played by Maggie Malubwa, who is accused of being a witch. Hello? 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 Hello, good evening. Good evening. Yes, sir. am I speaking to Mr. Bata? Yes. How may I help you? Uh,
1: sir, this is uh, Officer Josephine.
0: Yes? I'm calling you from precinct 1178. uh Um, I was asked to call you. We have a situation here. What situation do you have?
1: I have a small girl here that accusing her of witchcraft. So? Sir, so the same girl is not denying. What? She is
0: refused to confirm or deny if she's a witch. Back in 2017, the director told me about the struggles and triumphs of the filmmaking process. What inspired you in regards to the subject matter for the screenplay and the film?
1: Uh, Several things, but I think, like in hindsight, I was probably interested, because I'm I'm a bit of a messy writer, so I don't know what really inspired me, but I think the idea is how other humans impose rules that can be sometimes absurd on other people, that either Mm. said or unsaid, and then how... We easily conform to those rules and how difficult it is to break break out of these rules. And that's what I was kind of interested in doing thematically. And then I found uh, the witch camps were a great place to put that because they were an example of everything I kind of wanted to say. Because it was mainly aimed, probably, at misogyny. That's probably what I was trying to say. Like, I was probably trying to say something, and, I, and that's what it mm. got me to the witch camps. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I wanted to sort of discuss the word itself witch mm-hmm. um, which obviously is you know very much in the in the tit- title of the film it's such a powerful word and has so many preconceptions
1: mm-hmm. it does throughout time hasn't it and then people still use it to insult other women like in mm-hmm. the west it's quite amazing like she's a witch and then you can substitute the w for the other word so yeah it is it has a kind con- it has it everywhere and then the problem with you know parts of Africa is it, it's a life or death accusation which can be based on as little as like someone has a dream about you wow. it's a bad dream they dream you're chasing them and then they wake up and you're like you must be a witch why were you in my dream so it has a very powerful thing and then i had this discussion earlier that people are transforming this idea of witch and trying to make it into like a positive thing like you have a lot of groups trying to do that and trying to make it like they're trying to i think they're trying to embrace it and change the meaning of it mm-hmm. i guess so that's their journey and then in another part of the world it's it's about you getting killed
0: so you mean she is not denying that she's a witch? She's not denying, sir. no Listen. Has anyone tampered with her or even threatened her?
1: No, sir. Good. Uh, but, sir, uh-huh. uh, should we proceed to go to the
0: orphanage? No, 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 no. Listen, don't be fooled. Okay, don't be fooled by these witches, okay? Yes, sir. The witches can be very cunning and deceiving. You understand? Good. You did well to call me officer. You did very well to call me. And so stay where you are. I'm coming right there. Let nobody touch her or even just talk to her. Keep her there. I'll be coming, OK? I'll be coming. You did well. Also in the film, though, again, on that theme, is that the young girl who plays the witch, um, she's kind of put upon to, you know, cast good weather and give good fortune to people as well. So I'm not saying it's positive, but it's... Um, she she's used to try and solve problems.
1: Yeah, but she's used because uh, they believe, you know, witches have some kind of spirit. So and they can harness that spirit to do whatever they want to do with it. So it's just the idea of getting someone who has these tools or these magic powers and transforming them into something good. This is what they sell it as in a way. Mm-hmm. It was a very funny thing doing the research because there were so many contradictory things. And a lot of times witch doctors, for example, are good and then witches are bad because they cast evil. But witch doctors do bad things, but only in the purpose of good. It was very confusing, the rules. So I was just like at the end, perplexed by it. And then I just thought, I may as well just put that in the film and everyone would be like, what? <laughs> as well, as much as I was, so.
0: The film starts, uh, we see the witch camp or the witch tribe as, um, as a tourist attraction.
1: Yes. Yeah, I wanted to start off with that. Again, I'm trying to make everyone complicit in this thing and not make it just about, oh, it's backwards, you know, rural people in Africa, villages that believe these things. I want to make everyone in- implicit in the exploitation of these Women who are accused of being not just in a local sense, but also in internationally, what that means, and at these camps, for real, they have people coming by taking pictures of them, and I've seen lots of pictures of them on on blogs. And internet when I was doing my research and they kind of explosive objectifies them also so that's what I was kind of interested in showing like everyone's guilty everyone
0: yeah briefly what's the kind of journey that you led to the point where you've made your debut film did you do a lot of short films did you how, how did you get to this point
1: well the thing I say is I didn't go to film school which I think is okay in other places but here I felt like it was a bad thing because I had meetings where because I wrote my my partner went to NFTS and I wrote all his films so sometimes people ask me for meetings assuming I'd gone there you see their face when I go oh no I haven't been to I've never been to a film school and they'll be like oh shit what have we done (laughs) she's here now what do we do (laughs) we've made a big mistake so that was the hard thing that I discovered so I went through that route and I I self taught through making short films and I learned through doing a lot and then it makes it sound easy like I made my shorts and then I made my feature but it's a long long journey Mm. this is 10 years of working, and then finally it culminated in a film, more than 10 years, about 12 years.
0: What's it like at this part of the process where the film's just about to be seen by more people and the journey will go in many different directions after this
1: it's a different kind of pressure because in short films you're protected in a way because A people see and they see it kind of in its pure sense so you don't get reviews you don't get stuff like box office you don't get compared you know you got accolades as short films but they felt like nice and pure but now you want to do it to win to win to win because that means something that means more box office maybe you more film more meetings more something so everything's now something and I'm like this is n- not as much fun as I thought it would be <laughs> and also now I'm, I'm started I, I made a point not seeing reviews after Can because I was still editing mm. but now I'm starting to read reviews and now they're becoming really important mm. you know and then that never used to be you're refreshing you're refreshing IMDB page thinking what if someone said what am I in the star thing and I'm, I want this obsession like now after I come out of festivals I'm going to do like a cleanup. Because now I'm obsessed with not filmmaking, it's about how successful it's going to be or deemed yeah, yeah, to be. Yeah. That's a crazy thing. But I made a film, so that's a great thing. Hardly anyone gets to make films, and given such a generous budget for a first film, is quite incredible. So that, I should concentrate on that, I think. Yeah.
0: Hello, Bambuya. Hello. You never You can't Never, a let's talk about Shula incredible actress um, how did you find her
1: it was through a series of like a series of things happenings and uh, it was a we had previously went for raki three months before we shot and my partner who was also the location guy took a picture of her and said oh she's interesting I said she's interesting but then when we came to audition it was a different location and I got to nearly a thousand girls and I and I couldn't pick one and everyone was pressuring me just pick one I just couldn't it was a week before production I said there's no one here I, I'm just we're just not going to have to shoot then we don't have the lead and then so my partner suggested why don't we get this girl whose picture you liked at least try it and I was really skeptical I'm like why well, if I don't like her and I was really skeptical really. but they sent a picture of her and we didn't have her name then we didn't know she was Maggie and they sent it out to her chief. That chief sent it to his people and based on a the picture they found her, they located and brought her down wow. and she was, thank God, because it was like we got her only a few days before we started shooting. So would have probably started shooting without her. I don't know.
0: And uh, a lot of the rest of the cast were non-professional actors as well?
1: Yeah, a lot of them. The women were certainly. But again, it, the, the, the key is in the casting. So if you cast wide enough, you'll find people... And you usually find people who's, who, their characters like this. So, so we did a couple of workshops and then we kind of identified these women who, and the workshops aren't like about acting, they're about doing stuff. And then you just figure out how they, the dynamic is and what these characters are like in real life. And that's what you kind of get. That's how you get who you want. So it's not hard once you get them. Yeah, it's not as hard.
0: I wanted to talk about the look of the film. One thing that's very striking is that the witches are sort of tied by not a ribbon, a, a cord, mm-hmm. uh, to, to what we call a bobbin, a, yes. a kind of, uh, yeah. and, and that is just really powerful thing.
1: Mm. It was uh, it was a lot of thought. It took me a while to get there because in real life. The women are controlled through a variety of things. Sometimes it's like they're given like concoctions where they say if you drink this concoction, it means you can't fly, you can't commit evil, but you have to work under our rules. Other times it's like they draw a boundary, like a chalk, where they say you can't go past this. If you do, you die. So I was trying to find a way of kind of illustrating that physically. And then I thought of the ribbons yeah, were the best thing, and then obviously they're going to be tied to something, and it has to be a bobbin because there's what else would it be? <laughs> I,
0: I don't know. And how in general was the shooting in in Zambia? Was that was that a really great experience?
1: No, <laughs> <laughs> <was> an <laughs> no, it was really hard on everyone. I have to say, I can't even lie about that. It was really difficult on everyone because it's not just Zambia; it's just the idea of. It was a very ambitious project. So you get money from Britain and France. You bring it to Zambia, where people are speaking their local languages. You've got British head of department. You have to bring South African people. You have to bring South African crew. It's complicated. And then you have a place where the infrastructure, film infrastructure, is not that developed. So you're finding things out, and people are finding things out. They were finding ways to charge us. Like We all had to get, at one point, press passes, and we're like... But we're not pressed. Like, yeah, no, you need and and we need the little girl needs a press pass. Yeah, to film because people didn't quite know. They knew they had to wanted to tax it somehow, but they didn't know how. So they were like, you know, no, everyone has to pay ninety dollars or something ridiculous for a press pass. So it was like little things like this that that made it hard. And then we're also Emily, the producer. It starts out I'm starting out, and we're discovering making a film together in the most difficult circumstance. It was tricky
0: on everyone. <laughs> Is that it? Exactly when is it gonna rain? Shula, how are you settling into your your new life? One of the other themes of the film is celebrity, where we mm-hmm. see um, Shula uh, on te- on television. Mm-hmm. Could you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, mine. The aim for that was just to kind of mostly show that it wasn't. I was wanted to put it in the context to show if I already pushed it a lot to say this is modern, this is now, this is now because it's this mm-hmm. kind of. The thing that remains true is that in Zambia, it's these like, you know, they believe in witchcraft, but it's very modern. So even, even if you've, you know, a lot of people have been educated overseas and they still believe in witchcraft. So it's got nothing to do with whether you have education or not. I wanted to show that it's something modern. It's something that needs fixing somehow. Taking out of the context, that it's about people who are ignorant or from a rural village or something like that was the idea. And less about maybe celebrity and media, but a little bit about that.
0: Another thing which is very striking, which I don't know how much is in tradition, is um, Shula's um, uh, costume. And, and again, with all the witches, the, the face makeup as well. Was was that any, any, any part of your invention or was that all?
1: Oh, no, this was totally, total invention. And that was difficult for everyone because we're trying to invent. I said, don't be too literal. Don't do research. And then you get something that already exists. We have to create our own world so that we create our own rules so people don't compare it to another. I don't want people to identify something and say, oh, this is what that is. And that's why because of that so we made our own world so uh, in terms of costume Holly was amazing because all I said was like for her costume I said I wanted it to be restricted and kind of hobble a bit and make it awkward and that's all I gave her and then she came up with this like amazing thing where she's got her hands coming out and she hobbles and then she's got this collar and that was her complete her invention from like a blanket and, and they had to use like you know, resources. And then the women that wear blue, that was also Holly. We came up with different ideas. Before we were coming up with really restricted things where they were covered from head to toe. But I was like, no, I think let's go more like they're kind of workers. They're workers because they're working for the government. So let's do that more utilitarian. So she came up with her uniform. And so it was like, it was just talking and, and shaping things, putting things from other stuff and kind of mixing it together.
0: You've talked about some of the struggles so far. I mean, I mean, how was the edit for you?
1: Hard. <laughs> because it was a hard shoot. The edit will be hard because yeah. the material, you don't get exactly the material that you want. It's inevitable. But it was tricky because I think also what made it tricky is not just the material, is that it was me what we wanted, what we were going to have. And it took a while for me to discover what tone. Because mm. at one point it became very earnest and I didn't know what, that it was Ernest, I didn't like it, so I'd watch. it, I'm like, I don't like my film. I just think it's really boring. And then we watch, it and everyone sensed that. So oh, they thank God because I had really good executives. So they sensed it, and they're like, I don't think this is the type of film you set out to make. Like, so I read the script again. I said, Ah, oh, yeah, no, it's supposed to be funny, wasn't it? And then I kind of re-edited it. It was getting the right kind of shape. That was hard. Tone, totally, it's very tricky to get. That's mm. why the editing took longer and had more few people on there. So,
0: yeah. You shot a lot then, did you, or?
1: No, that's the problem. So if you shoot a lot, that's a problem because you overshoot. What we did, David and I, was we wanted to be really concise with what we shot and then it kind of ends up buying you in the end because... And also, we were also short of time. So you're trying to be concise, precise, and then you're short of time. You end up the opposite. You don't end up with a lot of footage. And if you don't end up with a lot of footage, it's very difficult to manoeuvre. It's just as difficult as if you have too much because you have a very small space and and you're trying to make everything work and every millisecond counts. It's really... I didn't expect it to be as hard, but that was what made it difficult too.
0: Last question. Where next?
1: I know it's a good question, everyone, and it's really disappointing because I'm asking everyone if anyone has any ideas send them to me because I spent so much time focusing on this and it was my one baby you know you mm-hmm. just you just and then it comes and then you do it you, you finish it and you're like oh I I have nothing I've start again so I'm starting again basically what a wonderful journey looking at a blank piece of paper I can't I'm really excited about it <laughs> I'm not, I'm just reading loads of books and short stories
0: and trying to figure out what I'm gonna do next. Well, I'm gonna finish with congratulations. It's an incredible achievement.
1: Thank you, thanks. It is, isn't it? I made a film, goddammit. God it. I made a film. I'm a woman. <laughs> Would you like to take a picture with me? Hmm? Look at the camera. No. I'll send it to you. Too.
0: What if she's actually just the child? thanks to rungano for that honest and fascinating interview a bold accomplished and visually rich film that you should try and track down on a streaming site of your choice I'm Ben Maid. Thanks for listening to this Archive edition of Nothing Concrete, the Barbican podcast. Here to inspire more people to discover and love the arts with weekly episodes of Archive Finds and themed series. Subscribe to Nothing Concrete on ACAST, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. And if you can, leave us a review to help us get the word out.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's.